Hello everyone. Welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season two and episode 24. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33 and verse 3, the Lord spoke to the prophet while he was in prison, and he said to him, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing behind the scenes. Sometimes his presence is not keenly evident, but I assure you he is there. All we need to do is look for him. And when you find him, you will find that you can achieve a life of hope and contentment. This week marked the beginning of summer. It reminded me of the song by George Gershwin, Summertime. In writing Summertime, he wanted to create something in the style of a spiritual, and some suggest that he actually succeeded uh, way beyond his initial um, thoughts. The song goes something like this. Summertime and the living is easy. Fish are jumping and the cotton is high. Oh, your daddy's rich and your ma is good looking. So hush, little baby, don't you cry. One of these mornings, you're going to rise up singing. Yes, you'll spread your wings and you'll take to the sky. But till that morning, there's nothing can harm you. Yes, with daddy and mammy standing by. Summertime and the living is easy. This is a timeless song and there's just something about it that pulls you in and leads to a place of expectation and desire. It was a song seeking to promote inclusivity. It was a bridge building song of sorts for people that were separated by race. But there was another bridge builder and he had the power to bring together that which seemingly doesn't come together. Jesus was a bridge builder. His entire life was to do the will of his father and to offer to everyone the gift of salvation, regardless of race, ethnicity, or otherwise. He did it at times in unconventional ways. He talked with those who were shunned, brought forgiveness and mercy to those who would otherwise be condemned. He wasn't held to the conventions of the day, and he brought equality to the underserved. The song Summertime brought to light the desire, the hope, and the expectation of another day, a better day, in scripture, summer represents the period of finest development, of happiness, and of beauty. Summer, however, isn't the time to sit back and take in the sun and do nothing. No, summer is a time to assess, to plan, to prepare for what's ahead. It's a time when the long-planted seeds of beauty appear. But the beauty, those plants, had to be planted before summer. And it is when the sun reaches to the deepest parts of the earth that that which you planted begins to peek through the ground, receiving nourish nourishment as it reaches for the sun. And of course, you know that I don't necessarily want to talk about the S-U-N. I want to talk about the S-O-N. Summer suggests lazy days, the days in the song where the living is easy. However, I think we can all conclude that just because we say it, that doesn't make it so. If last summer was an example of easy living, then something has gone terribly wrong. Yet, it's good to have a bad season because when you experience a bad season, you learn to appreciate the good season. If you want a good season, you have to do something. You have to expect something. King Solomon gave countless examples of what working hard produces, and he used nature to explain it. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 6 and verses 6 through 8, 
He talks about the tenacity of the ant. He says, go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Or consider Proverbs 30 and verse 25. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. Or how about Proverbs 10 and 5. He who gathers crops in the summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. This proverb speaks of work ethic, and it compares it to children, two children, two sons. One is wise, exercising good judgment and initiative, while the other not so much so, and may be the one found begging when winter begins. It's about exercising wisdom and not taking anything for granted. And then there are signs of summer. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, and verse 32, we read, Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that it's summer or that summer is near. Nature doesn't need a calendar. It has an amazing way of predicting what is to come through simple, through simple observation. Jesus was telling them here to pay attention to the signs, and the signs are all around us. Just take a look outside. Um, every time the season changes, you can see how nature changes with it. You can see how in the fall, the leaves turn varying beautiful colors, and then they fall off. And in the winter, the trees are bare. And then in the springtime, you get this glimmer of hope because the sun, the days are longer, and the sun is bringing warmth to the earth. And Trees are beginning to blossom and bloom and fruit trees are uh, producing their fruit. And then in the summer, the summer is what brings the warmth. Summer has a way of wrapping us in its warmth and its, 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 its embrace. And it is summer. And it's important during this time of year to prepare for winter. Winters are harsh. And the things you do before winter comes can minimize the effects of, of, of a bad winter. So be wise in your endeavors as you prepare for what's ahead. Listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end, you will be wise. There, my, our parents, um, I remember in days gone by, in the summer, they would harvest their crop. I remember my mother picking be peas, and I remember her harvesting apples and peaches, and she would can them, and she would prepare because she didn't know what was ahead, but she remembered and she knew that winters were harsh and sometimes it would be difficult to get out. So she made sure to prepare and she would store up all of these things to make sure that there would be food in our home. I'll never forget one of the times that she made something that required lots of chopping and cutting and she didn't have these fancy Cuisinarts or all of these fancy gizmos that we have that help us chop and sort and do all of this, these KitchenAid appliances. She had her hands and she worked with her hands. And when she worked with her hands, I see now as I look back, what she was doing was expressing love. And she was using summer to make sure she was ready for winter. And in the book of Psalms, in the number 84, number of Psalms in verse 11, it's the only time that God is referred to as the sun, the S-U-N. In the sun, there is warmth and light. And it is his light, God's light his embrace. That's what keeps us and brings with it God's favor and blessings toward us. 
It's just one good reason to bask in the sunlight because it is where we are strengthened and become spiritually healthy. And we need to be spiritually healthy. We need God pouring into us. We need God shining on us. We need God giving us nourishment and strength. We need God to grow and to continually grow in him. And growing spiritually is hard work because it takes dedicated time and effort to develop your relationship with God. And it also requires mindful spiritual practices like prayer, devotion, and ongoing commitment. And one of the things I spoke about also is Sabbath. Sabbath is an opportunity to pull away from everything. Remember in the commandments, the Lord said, six days shall thou labor, and that one day he told him to rest. Make it a point to plan to spend a day away from all of the hustle and bustle of the world and the world telling you, you've got to get this done and you've got to get that done. And you work and you toil and you toil and you don't take a break. You don't take time off. And yes, vacations are good. But a lot of times we find ourselves working through that entire time and never, we can work for months and months and never take a day off. And then when it's time for vacation, we might find ourselves so physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally drained that we are able to, to really rest our bodies. And by the time it's rested, it's time to get back in, into the grind. And so I encourage you, when you're growing spiritually, you need to take a time out. And it's okay to tell people, I'm sorry. Today I'm taking a time out. This is my spiritual Sabbath day. It doesn't have to be on a Sunday. If that's your day of worship and that's what you want to do on your day of worship, that's your Sabbath day, let it be a total Sabbath day. But whatever you do, make some time to pull away, to regroup, to connect with your, your creator and, and just to let allow him to fill you up with his spirit. And when you do that, it not only supports good spiritual growth, but it develops the beauty that's inside of you, the beauty that God sees in you. Remind yourself of the care and effort that God takes in growing you up, in growing us up. He gave us his word. He gave us his spirit. And most of all, he gave us his son. We can never get too much of him. It is the kind of sun exposure we need. Until next time, God bless you and be sure to see the sunrise, to see Christ in your everyday situations. God bless you.